every offseason has its own path. And today we're realizing that the Chiefs way is always one that sets the foundation and layers on top. Can they get it all done? You never know with this team, 177. We're going to explore today with Matt Derrick from Chiefs Digest. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors. It is free agency, and we are still in the thick of it. I'd call this wave three. We're going to discuss it with Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. Your man on the beat because there's a lot of rumor and a little bit of smoke and maybe there's some flame coming as well. We're going to get into all of that today and answer all of your questions through it because uh, I know you have plenty of them and I got them all right here. We're brought to you today by Ultimate Football GM. It is the easiest way for you to be a GM and play the game year after year all the way through, I think, 50 seasons. So you can be Brett Beach and you can develop your way. It can be everything that you want. It's over at ultimate-gm.com. You can download it from the App Store as well. And right now, our listeners are getting 100% boost on their franchises. When you use that promo code Locked On, that is all one word in caps, in the game. So check out Ultimate Football GM. We're going to get to the bottom of this. He's Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. Beat reporter, I'm Ryan Tracy, founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, where you can get the athletic matrix Right now, I'll have a banner for you, and I got a secret for you right now. Just because you guys are watching, check this out. Matrix LOC, you can get a nice discount because the Matrix version 1 is out now. The draft guide is in production, and Matrix version 2 will come out just before the draft for all the updates. Don't miss out on it. We're going to talk about that as well as NFL33.com and RGR Football, which you can find some other work there. But thanks for making us your first listen. Check out another Lockdown show for your next listen. We are available on YouTube and all the platforms for free. Go check that out. Matt, we have to start with what has been maybe a surprising uh, turn here in the second wave, and now I think we're entering the third. But overall, this has been maybe a little bit more active than we expected in some ways in terms of new free agents, maybe a little more active than I expect in terms of guys leaving the roster. Right now, the comp pick scenario is pretty even. Did you expect it to kind of work out this way with a lot of guys going out the door and finding new homes? Yeah, th- uh, to me, I think the Chiefs were a bit more active both in the first the the first wave and the second wave. It took Chiefs and Brett Veach a little while to get involved in the first wave of free agency, um, but once they did, you know, picking up a left tackle and another edge rusher, uh, that's 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 a pretty good return for the first wave of free agency. But then to be amongst the first teams to really jump in in that second wave and picking up, I, I think, some really nice pieces in Drew Tranquil and Mike Edwards. I mean, those are sneaky good moves by Brett Veach and his staff. Um, they have been a little bit more aggressive than, than maybe you would have anticipated. You knew they were going to lose a lot of guys. I mean, and I think the, obviously they're still going to lose some. I've been surprised at a couple of the guys that they have been able to get back as quickly as they did. I thought that some guys like Derek Nottie and Nick Allegretti might take a little more time to see what was out there. Uh, but being able to get back some role players and niche players that you need and backups, I, I think at this point the Chiefs have to be pretty happy with the way that free agencies unfolded through the first week. Yeah, I, I can't argue with you. I, I have to say that. And those two guys in particular, the, the most recent re-additions, I will call them, uh, in Allegretti and Nadi, I thought were, were both guys that will balance out the free agent thing. You're not going to get comp picks for anything like that. I thought Allegretti in particular had a chance to go be a starter elsewhere. I thought Chicago was a pretty sure bet. I'm surprised at the way that that fell out. But in the end, <clears throat> those are two nice pickups. I don't have the contract numbers for Nadi yet. If, if you do, tell me I'm crazy. But I feel like that's a pretty uh, responsible, uh, low-impact contract as well to have a guy who not only knows the system but can give you the reps that you need 
in rotation. But this all plays into the bigger aspect. We're going to talk about Drew Tranquil, uh, Mike Edwards coming up, and then some later additions. What are they going to do at wide receiver and all the rumor mill? We'll get to that in the third segment here later, folks. But for right now, we take the 30,000-foot view and letting some guys go, making targeted acquisitions at positions of need to shore up the big holes. This seems to be the foundational philosophy behind Brett Veach and what the, the Chiefs way has become. Do you see it differently? Is there something I'm missing, or is this just uh, a little bit more flexible year to year than what it seems to be to me? No, I think I think you kind of hit on it. I mean, you know, and the the Chiefs way. I mean, if we're really you know defining the the Brett Veach philosophy, you know, melded with Andy Reid. I mean, I think there's certainly some characteristics that we're used to that the Chiefs are continuing to expand upon. I mean, I think that the days, other than some you know superstar players and the Chiefs investing in players beyond you know age thirty. You know, they those are those aren't going to happen. I mean, they're going to be pretty reluctant on those deals. Um, the other things that the Chiefs are going to do is that they're going to be pretty pretty picky too when it comes to giving guys second contracts. Um, you know, and, and I think that's something that's kind of around the league a little bit. And you know, in this week, past week has been a pretty good example of that. The Chiefs have let go quite a few guys, you know, who would be going on to second contracts and letting them go to other teams who obviously value them more than the Chiefs do. Conversely, the Chiefs are picking up players on second contracts that they value more than their current teams have. So that to me is it's a it's an interesting thing that I think is just a, across the NFL. I think more and more teams are doing that as far as letting their own free agents walk and and taking taking chances on other teams. But I think that one thing that is pretty, you know, standard though, is that the Chiefs have a type when it comes to free agency and it's 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 team guys i mean it, it's players that they are comfortable with players whom they have you know investigated in the past that they have tried to see if they're a good cultural fit for this team um i think pretty much all the free agents that they've signed or all team guys that they would have been interested in the draft when they came out that's pretty consistent um all the, all these players i so far from what we've you know been the ones we've been able to talk to and what we all know about them they seem like they're going to be natural fits to this locker room. And that is one of the most defining characteristics that Brett Veach looks for is that he wants guys who are going to come in and be good players, but he wants them to be good presence in the locker room. This is not a team that wants to have a lot of drama in the locker room or a lot of divas. I, I like the way that you put that too, because that's not something that's readily apparent on film when you watch games on broadcast, or even if you're in the stadium, I think that is uh, the mesh that becomes the locker room that becomes the culture of a, of a, franchise like this especially after three super bowl appearances in four years i think that becomes more and more important in terms of keeping the whole momentum of the franchise moving forward not allowing things to get rocked too much i did notice you talked about 30 year old guys we're going to talk about them coming up in the third segment but i do want to pour one out here for the 2019 class until nick allegretti returned this entire class was out the door now there's still there's still some some question there there is mccall hardman well, I don't know is finding the, the market that he wanted. Talk about him as well as some of the acquisitions that are now on this roster coming up next. But I got to tell you guys first, get into the swing because there's no better time right now than March Madness to get your money into the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now they're giving you a no sweat first bet. Makes things super easy. You lay your first bet. If it doesn't come through and win, you get up to $1,000 in bonus bets applied to your account that you can use again. Just download the, the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, easy to use, and they can let you bet on anything, whether it's offensive boards, uh, whether it's three-pointers, whether it's the number of assists that one particular point guard is going to put up that game. 
Lord knows we can't bet on the Jayhawks anymore. Thanks there, Rock Chuck. But hey, you can't always win them all. FanDuel lets you roll all those together in a same game parlay and make your payout even bigger. So your no sweat first bet chance right now with $1,000 in bonus bets available to you when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's underneath here. You should be able to see now. It is after I take the banner off going to show you that it is FanDuel.com slash locked on. And that's how you can get that deal. You can go there and learn more. It is making every moment count with FanDuel, the, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA and the NFL. Check that out. I think the more important piece of, of where we're going, because it's good to get splashy names, it's good to take care of things, but now it's about filling in the cracks, the smaller spaces. And that's not to say that it, it has to be draft choices, because um, I, I don't want to diminish their impact. Clearly, if anybody knows the impact of, of young and rookie draft classes in the last couple of years, it is Kansas City. But McColl's situation is interesting. He's coming off of an injury. And so I do think he has still a role, maybe to continue where what his previous role was, that he's in a position to come back and fill. I just can't decide if the injury is holding him back, if it's performance, or if it's just temporary. And in this third wave that's coming, if they're going to get an opportunity to go elsewhere, he and his representatives, or if he ends up back in Kansas City, do you have a feel for that right now? Yeah, I think right now, I mean, yeah, I think the surgery is what's holding him back. I mean, remember, you know, McColl is not an ability to, to get on the field right now. Um, the surgery he underwent, you know, usually six to eight weeks before you'd really get comfortable getting back on the field. And there's probably some legitimate question about just how, you know, involved that McCullough would be able to be in OTAs if he signs with a new team. So I would expect that, you know, for him to be able to get value, he's going to need to be able to get on a field, pass a physical, do all those things with a new club. So that there's no doubt. I mean, as far as the injury goes, it really torpedoed his kind of contract year plans. And that really does, I mean, puts McColl into a difficult situation because now, you know, hey, there may be a team out there that's willing to give him a multi-year deal or an incentive-laden deal that, you know, he could play into a multi-year contract. Um, but the other possibility is that, hey, if McColl is not able to get onto a team, you know, during OTAs and work with a new quarterback, is he better off trying to come back to Kansas City for one season on a prove-it deal and then be able to hit free agency again next year after he's been in a, in a season with his comfortable quarterback and an offense that he knows. Um, that's going to be tricky. I mean, like I said, I, I, there will probably be some teams who would be willing to invest with McColl once he's healthy. Now, McColl does return. I think that does feel a role. We'll see what it becomes, especially when we know they need to get snaps to some of the younger guys. But that's 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 a gap. It's not, it's not a huge gap, but it is a crack. Another thin crack is what I think has become the, the basis of what Steve Spagnuolo wants to do in the secondary, and that is the three safety set. We saw Mike Edwards get signed here to fill part of that role. Now, for you and I, I don't know, folks, between you and me, if there's any two bigger uh, Brian Cook fans here than what we are right here. How does that affect and what do you see the role for Edwards in, in coming into what is a, a position that obviously has Justin Reed at the front of it, but Brian Cook with some significant experience at this point? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the three safety look because I, I think that's why you do bring a Mike Edwards in, not only for uh, you know, his experience and ability to step into the starting lineup if you need it. You know, he could come in, he could replace, you know, Justin Reed if Reed's down for a little bit. He can replace, you know, uh, Brian Cook if needed. I mean, that's the great value of what you're looking for in a third safety is not only to to be that guy that in some games is going to play 20% of the snaps and other games might play 70, you know, with the Chiefs defense and the way that they deploy that third safety. So you need a guy who's flexible, who can do a lot of different things, but you also want somebody who can step into the lineup if needed. 
And that's why, to me, Edwards checks all those boxes. He's been extremely productive. He's very versatile. He can do a lot of different things. So to me, that's why that's a, a sneaky good signing to me because it upgrades the, the Chiefs' back bench. Well, and, and it's not just the safety position as well, but they added a, what I think is a unique defender, a guy that I, I had thought maybe would come here a year or two ago, the last time he was available in free agency. Drew Tranquil ends up on this roster, a guy that I think still has good coverage skills, is kind of the the puzzle piece that fits into forward-playing players like Nick Bolton and Willie Gay. What do you see the role, and what does this signing give you a hint of? Yeah, to me, this is, again, you're talking about building that bench. You're talking about building your depth. Drew Tranquil is that. I mean, another sneaky good signing by Veach and the staff. Because to me, you know, you're not bringing in Drew Tranquil with the, the linebacker group that you've got right now to be a starter. But what can he be? He's your immediate backup at all three positions. He's flexible enough to do that. He can be a third down guy. He can So he can come in in specific packages and situations. More importantly, he can be the backup behind Nick Bolton as the Mike linebacker who can, can you know call the defense and has some experience. And you don't have to shove that onto Leo Chanel's plate right now if you don't want to. Um, certainly that was one of the, the lures of, of drafting Chanel last year is the Chiefs felt like that he can be a backup to the mic and fill in for Bolton if they ever needed that. But Tranquil gives you just that much more experience and depth at that position. So now, you know, you've got a guy at all three linebacker spots that you feel like can come in there and you know you're going to lose guys. I mean, look at the last few years with the Chiefs. They've had to go to their backup linebacker at some point for an extended period of time. And the last couple of years, that has been Darius Harris. Darius is a nice player, uh, you know, but he has not had the productivity that Drew Tranquil has. He is not the pass defender that Drew Tranquil is. So that to me is a, it's a huge upgrade for the Chiefs from just a backup standpoint. Um, I think he'll get a lot of snaps, even with the way that the Chiefs do deploy their linebackers. I think they'll work him in. But to me, it's the it's the it's the niche packages. It's the specific looks, third down looks where I think that Tranquil will probably have his biggest role, barring an injury of the starters. Well, and I will I'll take it a step further. I, I agree with you there. And I've also theorized that if they want to play more three, four looks on early downs, then you can have two uh, Mike type backers on the field. But I'll say this too, Darius Harris, you, you have a good point because he ended up spelling Willie Gay more so than I would like. I'm waiting for Willie Gay to be a never come off the field player, which he has the athleticism to do. I'm not sure why it's not there yet. We haven't explored yet that this season, but if you're going to sub him now, I think you put yourself in a better position with subbing with Tranquil, especially on third down type plays rather than Darius, who I think was more sequestered to like first and second down uh, possible run action, maybe some play action, that kind of thing. I think this makes you more multiple all the way around. And I like what it does in in pushing Willie Gay to really take that next step. Do you see it that way as well? Yeah, I, I do. I, I absolutely think that. I mean, this, this a kind of move like this, it opens up a lot of possibilities. I mean, it gives you a lot of flexibilities, you know, from a roster construction standpoint. Uh, you know, especially for the Chiefs, you know, that, hey, they've they've gone as lean as only carrying four linebackers at times. And, and Drew Tranquil is a guy that you could get away with that. I mean, he's flexible enough that you could. And I think you're right. I mean, you know, there's reason to look at Tranquil and say, hey, wait a minute. This guy's a starter and a productive starter in this league. You know, if for, for some of these guys, maybe look over their shoulder and say, wait a minute, is he here to challenge me? Is he here to, you know, put a put a put a boot in the place with, if for me? Uh, that's a legitimate question, I think, for for some of these guys to ask themselves when the Chiefs were able to bring in a guy that's as productive as this. And I hope that that's the way it should raise the floor. This shouldn't be a ceiling move. This is raising the floor of play on the field. And I like that concept 
for a team that is seasoned, that has the experience, that maybe needs that push to the next level to try and, and run it back and get to that repeat level. Now, you also need to add some fresh blood. We're going to get to that and what the current situation is at wide receiver. What could work and what couldn't? What is Matsy that I maybe am too enthusiastic about? We'll get to that right after this. We are really pumped about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, Ultimate Football GM, the mobile game. I know you've dreamed of being a GM before. This lets you do it. Hiring the right coaches, coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating through free agency. It's all included. It's challenging. It's realistic. And you can get into it now. There's no limit. You can play 30, 40 seasons if you want. And right now, our listeners get 100% free boost when they sign up for their franchise with our promo code locked on. It lets you be the ultimate GM. That's what it's for. You go to their game store. You use our code locked on to make sure that you get it. Download the game. It's ultimate-gm.com. Or you can look it up on the app stores, whichever you prefer. It's ultimate-gm.com. That's where you can start your dynasty today. Dynasty's rolling. I, I am convinced of it, and I, I keep coming back to that concept. And what makes a dynasty rise to the next level? It's an injection of talent in somewhere that you are solid enough. Clearly, you're coming off of a championship. But how can you raise the level? How can you put more pressure on the opposing defenses? How can you make teams have to game plan to put 30 points up in order to try to win a ball game? That's what it comes back to to me. And obviously, we talked yesterday, Chris and I, about uh, the rampant rumors here about the Chiefs being in on adding a veteran wide receiver. A, do you think that that fits with the overall overarching KC way now that Beach is, is implementing this? And if so, do you think it actually can get done? Yeah, yeah, this is the caveat because, you know, when we talked about the Chiefs way and not necessarily investing in and players over 30, Superstar is the exception, you know, so Chris Jones will probably be an exception. Patrick Mahomes is going to be an exception. Um, question is, hey, are guys like DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. exceptions? I think a lot of people would make those cases that, yes, they are. So and, and price point will certainly make a, a difference, too. I mean, both those guys are going to carry a pretty hefty price. You know, I think the question is just how can you structure the deal that it makes sense for the Chiefs and what's available? Um, Hey, from the, from the rumors that are out there and what smoke and heat we're getting, if I had to bet right now, I'd say I'd be more likely to put my money on DeAndre Hopkins as a possibility of being in Chiefs than, than Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I, I know the Chiefs say love both those guys. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I think 32 teams in the league would say they love both those guys. Uh, it's just a matter of, hey, can you make it work? And the Chiefs have the cap space that they can make it work as far as the player is you know, willing to go along with them. In the Hopkins case, hey, you're going to have to give up some draft picks. But there's two things, I think, going in the Chiefs' favor for both those guys. One is, you know, that the compensation for receivers right now is depressed. And, you know, you look at the Brandon Cooks deal and, and what the Texans were able to get back for him. That's a pretty good equivalent for, you know, what the, the Cardinals should expect for DeAndre Hopkins. You're not talking about a first-round pick here. I mean, that to me would be an overpay for the Chiefs if they're giving up a first-round pick for a receiver, you know, into his 30s. Yeah, That's not where the market is right now. So this would be a great time for the Chiefs to make a buy in that regard. The other part of it, too, is money. This, this wide receiver market has also been extremely depressed. There's not a lot of money going out to receivers right now. 
So, uh, you know, we've seen the rumors about Odell, you know, is it 15? Is it 20? What's he looking for? Nobody's in the market to give that to a receiver right now. Right. And especially one that's coming off a season where they didn't play because of an injury. And Hopkins has his own injuries of the last couple of years that have kept him out of games. So, I mean, I think there's a risk for both those guys, if you're the Chiefs, that you've got to be comfortable making that investment and, and that risk. If it if it doesn't cost you a lot of resources, I think it's probably going to be worth it. I think they make the case that both those guys are the exception to the rule, that you're willing to make a short-term investment, not a five-year deal, but you know, a one or a two-year investment on those guys right now. Yeah, I mean, I think they would, would be willing to do that. In the opposite, is that they can work out the money, they can do all that. On the field, break down for me what you see as the advantages to D-Hop in the way that he plays. Uh, versus Beckham, and if he is healthy the way that he plays, what do you think fits and expands what the Chiefs do the best? Yeah, I, I, that's a really good question because, I mean, I, I they are different receivers. They've got different talents and what they can do. And even though they're both exceptional at a, at a lot of things, I mean, you'll you'll say that, hey, both those guys are, are players who can go get the football. Um, but I, I think at this point in their careers, and especially, you know, just evaluating the injuries too, I think Hopkins gives the Chiefs something that they don't have right now. And that's not to say that, you know, Eldell Beckham doesn't. But I, I think to me, Hopkins with his catch radius, and if, if he still has that, he's still got that part of his game, which I think he does. Um, to me, he he's not as reliant on, on speed and agility and, and some of the things that OBJ is. Um, there's certainly some things that I think that Odell would fit fantastic with the Chiefs offense as far as his skill set. But, hey, with the knee injuries, it worries me just about how much of that game is still there for him. I think Hopkins has got a lot of his game that isn't dependent on that. And the Chiefs have certainly, I mean, the idea that, you know, that Patrick Mahomes just has a receiver that he could chuck the ball to and feel like he's going to go get it 80% of the time. Uh, you know, he's kind of got that with, with Kelsey right now, but Hopkins has, has that on a different level, a different part of the field. So I'd be curious about that because I think that I'd, I'd love to see the chemistry between between Holmes and, and uh, Hopkins because I think they could come up with something. Yeah, I, I love the grooviness that will come from that. It's not Sammy level, but it's getting there. So bottom line, do you think this happens? Do they add a veteran or is it back to the draft? I mean, it certainly seems like there's a lot of smoke. Um, I, I, I don't know. I can say that it's like a hundred percent likely that you'll want or either of them, both of them, either one will come to Kansas City. Right now, I mean, my gut says I think it's about 60% that one of them comes to KC. And, and like I said, I mean, I think Hopkins is the one that's more likely. Um, if they don't, I mean, yeah, I think the Chiefs will move on. There are still some other veterans out there that I think they would have an interest in um, just to be able to provide some depth into that receiver room. It, and I I, I kind of get, you know, Chiefs fans kind of wondering, hey, you know, we've been told that all these receivers want to come to KC and, and they're not here. You know, what's going on? I mean, you want it. It does tell me that Brett Veach and his staff are being pretty choosy. They're not just taking any any comer. They're looking for specific types. They're looking for specific players with specific fits. And again, it comes back to that locker room. So, you know, I, I do think that before we get to training camp, you're going to see uh, you're going to see more names. You're going to see some veterans. You're going to see some young guys. You're going to see some you know, draft, uh, probably a draft pick an undrafted free agent. I mean, you're going to probably see six more bodies, I would think, in that receiver room before we get to training camp. I have to think so as well. Folks, it's still going to change. We have options here. We'll let you know, and we'll have instant reaction if something big like that does happen. But in the meantime, they will keep driving the KC way and get to where they need to get to. 
I have faith that this is going to be a, a, maybe one of the more interesting off seasons that we've gotten to. We still have the Chris Jones things out there. We, we have a lot of, of things left to do. But the draft is right around the corner, and you got to get talent. you got to get speed, and you got to get athleticism. And if you want to know about where that is, it's in the Matrix. You can grab it right now at RogueAPC.com. Use my code MATRIXLOC, and you can get a nice little discount on there. That will be coming out along with the draft guide that Matt will have to sign off on once I, I get his approval on all my evaluations. Uh, it will be a fun time, Matt. Thanks for taking the time with us today. Can't wait for the draft guide, man. That's that's my, my one of my favorite things of the year. Just going through your draft guide and everybody else's. It's percolating, man. It's percolating. It's going to be fun. Uh, folks, thank you for your time. Thank you f- for joining us. Make sure you check out Locked On NFL Scouting. That is the draft dudes back with us on the network. And they are precluding. There's something we'll, we'll do in the future as I get on my next uh, NFL-wide show. That is coming here later in the year. So get prepared for that. We appreciate your time and following us on YouTube and all the audio platforms. That's where you can get the shows when they first drop. So make sure you click those buttons that give you the thumbs up and give you the sub and give you the bell. We appreciate your time. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.